0: The neck. Do we really know each other? Do we care? I think that kind of leads into empathy, and I think empathy is very important. It's it's so easy to sit there and say, "Oh my God, I feel so bad for the situation that this person's going through in their life and these challenges." But do you really have empathy? I look at my leadership team and, and, and ask, "Do we have a really strong leadership culture in the company? Do my leaders inspire uh, creativity? Do they inspire innovation? You know, are they are they respected by their employees and their peers?"
1: Welcome to Peer Talk, a dialogue with business owners just like you. Peer Talk conversations run the gamut of business
0: challenges facing owners today. The host of Peer Talk is Dan Crowley, founder and owner of Peer Executive Groups, which provides a safe space for owners to share their experience, grow their businesses, and learn
1: from their peers.
2: Hi, this is Dan Crowley. We have a number of great owners in our peer group network just like you, and our job is to give them a voice. Welcome to Peer Talk.
1: There are three primary reasons the teams I work with implement EOS, otherwise known as traction. Number one, they're in pain. Things aren't going like you would like and you're ready to do something about it. Number two, they want to get to the next level. You're doing fine, but there's an opportunity out there that you don't think you're ready for. And number three, a transition is evident or expected. You're ready to make a change for yourself and your family as it relates to the business. Want to know more? Please reach out to me, Matthew Todd, Certified EOS Implementer at 360-518-7718.
2: Our guest today on Peer Talk is none other than Steve Webb, who's currently running Target Rental in Colorado. He is a six, seven, possibly eight-year member of Peer Executive Groups, and we will be tackling the topics of the great resignation, as well as how you mentor your employees. Welcome, Steve. Welcome to Peer Talk. Today, we have a very special guest, Steve Webb from Target Rental, which is based out of Durango, Colorado. Welcome, Steve. Hello, Dan. So as you heard in the intro, um, they've expanded to two locations at this point. Um, Steve, why don't you tell us how you got started in rental? How did you find your way to uh, Target?
0: I um, I don't know. I was 18 years old. Ended up uh, managing a tire and loop shop at the local Walmart. Um, the general manager for the local bobcat dealership his wife's car broke down at 10 o'clock long after we were closed um i took it upon myself went out put a battery in her car impressed the guy he um came in the next day and offered me a job so i went to work for the bobcat dealership i worked for them for a couple of years several different roles as a mechanic and a service manager and a parts guy um, before eventually uh coming to target rental um I started at Target, 2007, um, ground level in the wash bay, pumping a grease gun. Did that for a couple of years before I had the opportunity to to take a a mechanics position. Um, I became our only mechanic in late 2008 as things were really getting crazy. Um, the fleet was old; it was tired. Revenues were low. We just had to find a way to survive. We fought through it. Um, we really started coming out of the 08 downturn, 2011, 2012. I was able to, to take a more of an operations uh, position in the company. I managed our rental yard, all of our service repairs, uh, parts purchasing. Um, I did that for quite a few years. And one day, Jim Duke, our owner, uh, approached me about going to a peer group, put me on an airplane, sent me to Florida. Um it was just it was all inspired. It was the good <laughs> old days. Um got home from that trip and Jim sat me down and wanted all of my notes and one of my takeaways. And my main takeaway is that we needed to to get our act together and find an outside salesman. And he looked at me and said, I absolutely agree, and you're my guy. So <laughs> two weeks later I went into outside sales. Um he also put me in charge of all of our rental fleet management. I did that for quite a few years until we had grown to the point where I just couldn't do it all myself. Um, worked back in at kind of an assistant manager level, was managing all of our sales staff, uh, continued to manage fleet, assisted all of our department heads. And then uh, early 2020, um, we decided to open the second location. I headed up um, getting that that store up off the ground, acted as location manager there for about a year. And here, I want to say four or five months ago, um, I had the opportunity to to move up to the general manager position and Was uh, very, very excited and and grateful to have that opportunity.
2: Excellent. Excellent. And give us a little background on Jim Duke and how he came into play at Target and uh, how Target's past and present factor into the plan for the future.
0: Yeah, so Target Rental was founded in uh, 1983 by Tom Duke, Jim Duke's father. Um, About 1997, I believe, Jim Duke came in and and started working in the company. Um, his father wanted him to work in pretty much every department in the company before he would feel comfortable, um, letting him buy him out. Jim bought Tom out, I believe in about 2000. Um, Jim just grabbed the ball and ran with it. He, he quadrupled revenues in in short time in two or three years. Um, saw our revenues just absolutely get cut in half in 08. Um, we learned how to adapt. We got through it. Came out of the 08 downturn and we had the opportunity to buy the local Bobcat dealership. Um, we got that bought, brought them in-house. So we've been the dealership for about 10 years now. Um, it, it was just an excellent compliment to what we were already doing. Um, just It's just grown like crazy. So it's kind of how we got where we're at today. You know, the second location, added the dealership. Um, it's been a lot of fun.
2: What's your so that's amazing. Um, first off, and and again, following track, we have a number of members who seem to uh, play in the dealer distribution side. But you guys obviously have a decade behind you on this, pretty much.
0: What is what's your breakdown on employees at this point? How many in rental do you have? Um, so we have twenty three employees all together, um, six of which are dealership specific. Got of it. course, the dealership and rental is so melted together that that my parts guy services both sides of the business. I mean, everybody's, with the exception of dedicated mechanics, everybody floats around.
2: Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay, um, and then you know the topic for today is uh, really focusing around what's happening currently with the Great Resignation of 2021. As you know, four million people. Uh, quit their jobs in July, and it seems to be a very high number each month. Um, you know, tell me about your thoughts on that and, and, and how it may affect your business.
0: So, as we saw the great resignation start to unfold and some data coming out of it, we took a, a pretty good hard look. Um, I believe we referenced some, some data that came out of a, a Forbes article um, you know, burnout being being the number one reason. Forty percent of the people that had left, they're just flat burned out. COVID was difficult, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of companies saw saw the opportunity through COVID to to make some pretty great organizational changes. Um, I think we had some of our our more seasoned employees that had been with us quite a while that just struggled with with those changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the lack of flexibility. You know, s- some people were watching. Counterparts be able to work from home, and others were still in the store and being exposed to COVID. And that really had a big effect on them. Um, You know, contributions and ideas not being well valued was a big one. Um, Insufficient benefits. And in general, people's well being just not being supported by the company. Um, There was just a lot of factors. So we really took that and we looked at each of them. We said, okay, are our people burned out? Are we properly staffed? Um, Like everybody, you know, we were constantly uh, trying new things. Um, implementing like, you know, EOS, what effect is that having on our company? You, you know, for me, coming out, we took a step back as I worked in as general manager, and I took a, a really good hard look specifically at my leadership team. And, and I asked the question, do they have a strong connection with their employees? Not just their department heads, the people they really rely on, but do we connect? Do we really know each other? Do we care? I think that kind of leads into empathy, and I think empathy is very important. It's it's so easy to sit there and say, "Oh my God, I feel so bad for the situation that this person's going through in their life and these challenges." But do you really have empathy? Um, I look at my leadership team and, and and ask, "Do we have a really strong leadership culture in the company? Do my leaders inspire uh, creativity? Do they inspire innovation? You know, are they are they respected by their employees and their peers?" Wow. and then for you know for me one of the biggest ones was was a really clear vision within the company. it's where are we going how are we going to get there um, understanding the peaks and valleys in business day to day month to month but making sure that all my guys are looking to the horizon right We'll always be searching for the horizon. Excellent
2: well again you know obviously you mentioned eOS uh, entrepreneurial operating system comes from the book traction. Um, We love what you guys have done out there. Uh, It's been amazing. You really have identified your values. And I think you have had conversations around your values, as you mentioned, with your employees. So it does create a very open communication, hopefully some empathy between both parties. And that's probably why you have the success you have with that. Now, do you guys use... uh, people analyzer to have a good communication or understanding of your employees.
0: We do. I think we we use those tools probably more when we're having issues within the company and as we're looking at it, moving people within our organizational chart. Um, I really like the people analyzer because it it forces us to to really identify if if the person fits our core values because we do hold our our core values so dear to us. But then we also use our other tools. GWC is something we use probably weekly. We're constantly asking, you know, do we get it? Do we want it? Do we have capacity? Got it. So
2: get it, want it, and have the capacity. So you're looking at an individual in their role. Yep. Okay. Got it. So excellent. A couple good uh, people tools there. And, um, you know, and part of What brought me to want to interview you specifically, Steve, is it seems like you're identifying um, people, whether they be from your leadership team, and maybe you can clarify if they're on leadership team, or they're just individuals in the organization that you feel are worthy of mentorship and what that might mean uh, for the future of the company. I kind of feel like Jim Duke took you under his wing and did that for you. And I think I see that you're paying that forward a little bit, maybe.
0: Absolutely. I think it's spot on, Um, not only at the leadership level, but I mean, even down to the entry level, 18 year old kid working in the wash bay. Um, I think my situation's a little unique because along the way from having held every position in the company, I had strong mentors along the way. They helped elevate me to the next step. So mentorship is something that I preach constantly. I really feel for us older employees that have been around for a while, One of the greatest things we'll do on this earth is to mentor these young guys, pass that knowledge on. That's excellent. And, you know, the
2: nice thing about you guys implementing EOS, uh, it shows that you're um, creating a culture um, that is not limiting. Um, And what I mean by that is lots of times you get a job, you, you take the job, maybe you get evaluated once a year, maybe you get a pay increase once a year, something like that. But ultimately, it doesn't feel like it breathes that you can actually, you know, look at is this the position I want long term? How do I create a sustainable career inside this particular company? So, would you agree with that? That you know, EOS is helping you to expand
0: that culture. Absolutely. I mean, you need that that true team atmosphere to to break down those barriers and develop those guys. Um, very unique to our company is that we share all of our information. There are no secrets. Oh, wow. So, I mean, down to the wash bay hand, they get to see all of the numbers. Um, I questioned that at first, but what we saw was even a young guy will start asking questions about numbers. And it's really helped us to identify our, our rising stars in the company.
2: Gotcha. Excellent. And, you know, again, great concept, great terminology, rising star, love it. Uh, mentorship. I mean, we we are just at the point now where as a uh, network network, of operators, we are going to start looking at things like turnover rate and retention rate of employees. And again, to anyone who wants to measure that, you're just going to look at the number of instances that an employee exits, uh, whether you know they want to or you want them to, um, as it relates to your average um, employee count for that particular year or period. Um, And again, looking at your turnover rate, you could have good turnover rate or bad. So again, you can look at those instances and categorize them and then come up with a metric that might be useful to you. Um, So you guys, obviously, uh, if you're EOS implementing, you have metrics. What are, you know, just a quick aside, what are some of your favorite? I always love to ask people, what's your favorite metric to look at when you're operating a rental operation?
0: You know, of course, I I like the big picture numbers. How are we performing? How are we growing? Um, I really enjoy seeing my department heads and their specific departments, parts, service, sales, get to see those numbers. And then we, we do a little more detail and deep dives, I think, than most companies. Um, you know, even down to your parts guy, it's such a thankless job, right? He wants to know, you know, where is he at? You know, we probably got eight metrics for him and Years and years ago, it was always like, oh, my God, you keep me in the dark. I don't know anything. So when I bring them into that meeting and, and they hear that they're doing well, and even when they're doing bad and they're struggling, we say, OK, let's let's." there's an issue here. Let's identify the problems and, and let's get you on the other side. And as they hit those marks and, and meet those goals and, and they continue to grow, there's a real sense of appreciation. Excellent.
2: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. All right. So we have a number of people listening in right now. What would be how would, if they wanted to get started on a mentorship type of program internally, um, you would suggest maybe creating a training and development schedule or something like that, or something where there would be a touch base where there's maybe a, a sit down every quarter or something like that?
0: I think probably the first thing I'd want to do is really gauge the culture within my company. Do you have key employees or department heads that are openly? mentoring the people beneath them. We found years ago, just prior to EOS, we had a handful of key employees who held all of their roles and responsibilities really close to them. They wouldn't let anybody know how they did it or why they did it. That was their sense of security. So that was a cultural issue. We had to get these guys to open up and understand that you're secure, you're a key guy, we're growing, there's going to be lateral and, and upward mobility for you that you've got to be willing to, to share your knowledge. I think that's really where it starts from there. Things like EOS, getting those, you know, your meeting structured and KPIs. I mean, it really all comes back to accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know strong strong performing employees, they want that accountability. They want to see their metrics. They want to see that they're doing well and achieving their goals.
2: Got it, excellent. Well, I tell you what, um, you'd mentioned rising stars earlier, and I've got to say we really appreciate you, Steve, being one of the rising stars inside of peer executive groups, I know you've been participating for, what is it now, like four or five years or even
0: longer? Man, I think we're on seven or eight.
2: Seven or eight years. Holy cow. We'll have to track that. I, I know we have your date when you start. Once you hit the tenure mark, we give you a pin. No, I'm kidding. Oh, cool. but, uh, but anyway, we, we really appreciate uh, what you've done with your peers inside the peer groups. And this podcast was a great opportunity for those outside the peer groups. To hear a little bit about what you're doing in Durango, Colorado, and again, just a reminder: second location is located Cortez, Colorado. Is that right? Cortez, got it. Okay. And for so last uh, comments for you, um, future: what does the future hold for Target? How do you see, um, you know,
0: where where's this business going to be five years from now? You think? You know, constantly looking at at adding locations. Um, it's a little more difficult for us than than I think a lot of rental companies because we are so geographically isolated. I mean, we really live on a on an island on top of a mountain. It's it's kind of hard to get here. We're we're super spread out, um, very rural. Um, we just want to continue to grow. We want to continue to create opportunity for our people and their families.
2: Excellent. Well, you're doing great so far, and, and again, we appreciate you being on the show today. Today, um, everyone, this is Steve Webb from Target Rental. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Dan.
1: There are three primary reasons the teams I work with implement EOS, otherwise known as traction. Number one, they're in pain. Things aren't going like you would like, and you're ready to do something about it. Number two, they want to get to the next level. You're doing fine, but there's an opportunity out there that you don't think you're ready for. And number three, a transition is evident or expected. You're ready to make a change for yourself and your family as it relates to the business. Want to know more? Please reach out to me, Matthew Todd, Certified EOS Implementer, at 360-518-7718. You've been listening to Peer Talk from Peer Executive Groups, produced and directed by Noah Crowley and hosted by Dan Crowley. Subscribe to this podcast for notifications of future episodes of Peer Talk.